You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Podcasting from the beautiful East Tennessee and brought to you by BRV Studios, this is Have You Heard, our show that brings up random news and crazy events and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about the return of the Heidelberg electric shock belt or the judge in Long Island that had urges for the girl across the street? Or what about the jury that accidentally read the death penalty as a verdict? We cover this and a whole lot more. Here is episode 41 from the Big Red Van. All right, everybody, here we are, episode 41HYH. Welcome, everybody. 41. Is that how you say it? I believe it is. All right. Is don't that ask, right? Is don't it? ask me. Yeah, I'm not the <laughs> expert either. We'll hear about it. We'll hear about it. I'm pretty sure 40 is 40. You know? Yeah. Okay. Right? You know? Yeah, that 41? makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it's it. It's been a while since I've been in Spanish <laughs> class, but I'm pretty sure that's right. I'll take it. It works for me. So, quick question for you, both of you. What's your favorite hot sauce? Ooh, um, for what? For anything, hot sauce. It's just general question. Uh, well, if I'm making wings, I like Moore's. Moore's, Moore's Buffalo. Hmm. That's okay. my brand. All right. I mean, I love a good sriracha, though. Okay, you say I sriracha. Mean, what? Yeah, I'm a big fan of sriracha. I really like. I don't even know what the name of it is, but Firehouse Subs has a really good. They have hot a lot sauce that I like. Their main one. I just don't know what it's called. I don't eat there. That's probably to my know. favorite one right now. Is Moore's like old and like an old timey one, or is it something new that kind of recently coming up? Uh, I've never heard of it. I don't know. It. I mean, you can buy it just about anywhere though, but it's good. It's not. It's not. You know how like to like the grocery store and there's the sauce aisle. Mm. Yeah. And there's like a thousand options. Mm-hmm. It's like the decent priced one. It's like not the cheap like store brand one it's not the seven dollar bottle of hooters sauce that's way overpriced so you get it for wings or is yeah that... that's what i'm saying like okay. if i'm making homemade wings i get more's okay and then i don't really have just like, like a general hot sauce to have around the house you, you use that we always have a bottle of sriracha in the fridge but uh hot sauces we never really go with like a particular brand we we kind of yeah, like agreed. we kind of bounce around just for variety yeah to <laughs> be totally honest interesting i'm not really a hot sauce person i think i've mentioned it once or twice in the podcast but i'm not I like a hot sauce. i don't like a spot i like food i like mexican food with the hottest of kill me sauces on it that makes zero I'm, sense to where i am sweating and uncomfortable why i don't it there me and my wife have talked about this before like especially like when we go eat sushi and stuff and eat like extra spicy stuff like like it makes you just feel good like it's like the spiciness like gives you like endorphins and it makes you feel good like that mixed with just that one or two drinks man mm. makes you Negative. feel good next Those thing i'm looking for terrible th- very content the thing i'm looking for in a sauce is probably the tanginess yeah, De- depending on how much tang. See, is that's in there. more barbecue for me. If I'm eating barbecue, oh, yeah. the tanginess is everything. Like I See, love now, a good, we're talking I love general a good sauces, vinegar-based then... sauce with the tanginess. Mm. Well, the the reason I said hot sauce was because I read an article about Tabasco sauce. So you said something about the the sauce aisle being huge oh, and you have yeah. a million different choices. Mm-hmm. Well, would you be surprised if I told you that? 
the hot sauce market is one of the 10 fastest growing markets in America. And as far as American businesses, I wonder if that's because of Beyonce. <laughs> is that like a serious? No, statement? like the Say hot sauce in my, in my bag swag. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cut that out. Your bag swag. No, keep it. Keep so it. <clears throat> anyway, in this article, it's organic it, sauce. <laughs> it talked not only about that, about how <clears throat> the hot sauce industry is now a $1 billion industry, Jeez. but the Tabasco sauce is uh, made by the McElhaney family. I'm sure you've seen the... Oh, yeah, we know them. The McElhaney name, M-C-I-H, you know, I don't know how to spell it, but, but it's very Irish. It's name. one of those brands. So that- it, you know Tabasco sauce, like regular branded Tabasco yeah. sauce is made by the McElhaney family. Anyway, they sell around 750, or they produce, I should say, around 750,000 bottles a day. And it's on this little island outside of Louisiana, and it's being threatened by rising sea, by rising tides, okay? Because of the way that they have the island out there. And you know Louisiana is... Much it's already low. Already low. <laughs> a little so, too low. They built a 17-foot levee outside the facility to you know, protect against this kind of thing, and it's already becoming to where it may not be too much. But the reason I asked the question you, was... You don't win against the ocean, just as a, uh, a fact there. You it don't it definitely is undefeated. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Tabasco sauce is the... Tabasco branded sauce, I should say, is the... Uh, has the most market share at like 17% of the yeah, hot it's, sauce it's market. It's the brand. It's the Kleenex of sauces. And then Frank's hot sauce. Have you mm-hmm. heard of Frank's? Of course. So Frank's has like 11%. And then Sriracha would, has been a boom since like 2013. Sriracha just like came out of nowhere and started like taking all of Tabasco's profits mm-hmm. is basically what this article said. And Sriracha right now is at 8% of market share and just growing every year. But coming up with new hot sauces like the reason i asked you guys the question is it new age stuff that you like or is it something that's old tried and true because tabasco came out in like the 1860s is when they first started selling hot sauce hmm. so these new ones that are coming up because of all these wing places that are coming up hmm. the and all these shows on tlc mm-hmm. or whatever the food network where people are trying spicy food and going to different wing stops or whatever so it's a very uh, interesting market to get into because people like yourself love to torture themselves while they eat food, <laughs> and I don't get it. And they love going around and trying something else that's going to torture them yeah. and put them through hell and all that. So, like, I mean, I'm not the guy that's like, give me the hottest thing on your menu. Like, I'm not that guy, but I'm bare minimum going to go. Would with... you ever do a ghost pepper? Like, eat one? Yeah, totally. Yes, I think I, think I would just, <sighs> just at least once. There's no telling if I'll do it twice, but I'd do it once. Man, I don't know. I'm afraid I'd have a heart attack, like I a mean, literal heart attack. I, I mean, I think I've talked about where we had the habanero peppers and, and you know, the dick and the milk. Dick and the milk. Remember we, that story? We heard that story, yeah. yes. But, uh, like, you know, eating those habaneros that were fire, dude, I mean, that was bad. But I think I could go harder. I, mean, hmm. like, I, I think I could survive knowing that it would eventually end. It would suck really bad. But I know that eventually it's not going to be permanently burning. But Yeah, I'd see. I feel like it's going to burn for days. I've been wanting to grow some. Trust me, it's coming. Because that's what I did. I just like to grow the peppers and then just try and get people to eat my peppers. Well, I bet the people listening are uh, thinking through themselves their fa- their favorite hot sauce. Or maybe they're like me and they're sissies and they don't like the hot stuff. And I just stay away from it totally. It like burns my eyes even to think about it. But... 
and that that's a very um opinionated topic i should say <laughs> people are uh, very on a, a stance about their hot sauce you know it's either you like it or you don't and i used to have friends that carried tabasco sauce with them in their pocket or in their purse <laughs> oh my. and they put tabasco sauce on everything legit literally would put it on anything sand cereal you know <laughs> see i'll see it at i'll see it at the table <clears throat> when i go out to eat but it's not something i need to have on my plate there are sometimes like depending on what i'm eating whether it's wings or some sort of sandwich i will get hot sauce added but most of the time no i don't i don't need that addition to whatever i'm eating well, you notice how Sriracha and Tabasco both have been partnering with other brands, whether it be vodka yeah. or potato chips or ketchup or whatever. They're partnering with these different brands so that they can keep the pepper market alive mm-hmm. and so that they can keep their market share. Yeah. But anyway, mini HYH. I've got a list. You've got a list. You've yep. got a list. You mm-hmm. guys ready to get into all this? Mm-hmm. Can I go first? <laughs> no. Everybody, have you heard about a uh, judge on Long Island who repeatedly broke into his neighbor's home to steal her underwear? Oh my goodness! In Japan? No, no, no. I said Long Island. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he got caught. He confessed, um, and he definitely has been snatching her panties on multiple occasions. That's terrible. That's terrible. So the Suffolk County District Judge Robert Sakal has been removed from his bench and is facing up to 15 years in prison for doing this. Hmm. He was r- arrested on burglary charges, and he uh, was arraigned in court. He's sneaking into girls' house to steal her under underbritches. It's a crotch party right up <laughs> in here. <laughs> um, but not really fun, though. Not a party. I wouldn't go with party. It's a party for him. <laughs> oh, sick for him. bastard. Um, he was a father of three, uh, married, and he was sneaking into the home across the street and stealing the underwear of a 23-year-old woman um, oh who my. lived with her parents, even. So it was her parents' house. She still lived at home, sneaking in and stealing her underwear. And he's a judge. And he is a judge in Long Island, New York. He is he only sentencing people. No, multiple occasions. So here's And they he, never noticed? God. He he knew the girl from when uh, he worked or when she worked as an intern. Of course, um, at his like at, a, at an attorney's office that he had worked at previously. <clears throat> In his confession, he probably bought his house knowing that her parents lived across the street. Oh Sick. god! Oh god! Wow! What if? I I can't wait to find that out. Well, I don't know that answer, but that's a good question. Is what if he's that? that he was that deep in the how convenient is it that she just happened to live across the street and he happened to used to work with her and he's stealing her underwear he's stealing her underwear oh god i didn't think he knows where his her room is of course he watches her with binoculars you finished i'm sorry but in his confession he said he stole the underwear because of his quote-unquote urges like the guy in the UK with the cows. Yeah. And yeah. on several occasions, he had entered their home, opened up her hamper, and took her underwear. Jesus. Oh, dirty underwear. Yeah. Yep. Oh, of course. Used. This guy belongs in Japan. You don't need, you don't want that stuff that's clean and laundered. See, he, in Japan, you get it from a vending machine. You don't have to worry about stealing it from Yikes. somebody. This is true. So he was arrested after an incident that happened at about 9 o'clock in the morning on thir- on a Thursday morning. When the young woman was alone in the house, she was sleeping, but she woke up when she heard the front door open, and she called out, hello? And then that was when she, like, rounded the corner and saw Sakal standing in the doorway. 
So, of course, he turned and hightailed it out of there because um, he was busted. Um, the victim... And she's like, wait a second, that's my neighbor. Yeah. And the victim, of course, locked her door, but she didn't call the cops yet because she knew it was the neighbor. And she was like, Mom. like He's a judge. Uh, Mr. Sakal from across the street was just like coming in our front door and then whenever i caught him he took off running you know and so her mom was like i'm calling the cops you know and so she calls the the mom calls the police and then when the officers get there she of course says yeah he he was wearing this and whatever and gave this description and of course the officers walk out the door and are going down the street and they come upon sakal walking um to a different house and pretending like he's knocking on the door like trying to be like nonchalant like he was just walking house to house knocking on doors he was obviously trying to play it cool wow <laughs> wow and um what a judge so of course he matched the description of of what she had told the police and they found several pairs of worn women's underwear on him on him on him which the uh, the victim identified as her own Sick. all of them all mm -hmm. of them yeah. And he was carrying all of them? And he was carrying them. Trophies. That's what they call them in the forensics, you know, uh, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Forensic uh, profiler. In the forensic profiler world, mm -hmm. they call those trophies. Yep. And that's what they carry. That is a sick fuck right there. <laughs> and uh, so... Like, no joke. That is a sick asshole right there. Yeah, dude. Carrying them with him. As he's going back to get more, yeah. this guy is, like, motivated by some sick, deep-rooted shit. Ugh. Ugh. He wrote a letter of apology to the victim and provided a written confession, so he's accepting responsibility to all of it. They had a county, uh, a Nassau County judge preside over the hearing because, obviously, for uh, conflict of interest, yeah. he can't, it can't be someone from there. He's also expected to be part of his punishment is mental health treatment because obviously he is a crazy person. He's got problems. Yeah. How does this stuff go so unchecked for so long with someone with that kind of power, man? That, that's what a lot of people were saying like uh, in the, the public statements by a lot God. of people in this article. Apparently, big shocker here, his wife is sticking with him wow. through that. She's mm. like, it's okay if my my husband was... Stand by your man. Bur burglary, panty stealing, and doing whatever he does with them but at least he wasn't okay. sleeping with her at least he wasn't sleeping with her yeah there you go jeez you gotta justify it however you have to but wow your uh, husband is a sick man but uh his trial his hearing is not over but he's being held on fifty thousand dollar bond for his crime 10 years later when his kids google this crap and he's yeah. out and he's out of jail obviously. oh well he's not he's not been officially convicted yet but oh, his all... sentencing hasn't happened. No, no. But they caught him with stolen property on him. So he's oh, not... yeah, he written confession the whole nine yards. Like he did it. It wasn't a. It's not a allegedly. It's a. He he said, yeah, I did all this. Stuff. We'll see if he sees trial. Oh, I mean, but like, hmm. yeah, you know, whatever. That's so gross. It's awful, right? <laughs> it's so gross. Because I would I would almost bet that he bought that house. I would be very interested to know when he moved into the house that he lives in. That's yeah. Because that is a sick person right there. This is not an isolated incident. This is not an isolated person. Just random happening. So someone he used to work with. Eh. Well, of course, how like how do you locate your neighbor's bedroom that quickly and know exactly like he where had to a get thing. Your he goods? had a thing for her when she worked at the same place that they worked, and he's probably been tracking her since. Let's be real. It. It's probably not that hard to know which bedrooms which right. in that house. You know, 
I'm just trying to picture the neighborhood. I don't know. Maybe I a mean, house with a bunch of we're front windows about, on the front of the we're house. We're talking about a a district judge in Long Island. Okay, I'm sure he lives in a nice house. So, I would say his neighborhood is also a very nice neighborhood to go along with that. If I had to guess. Hmm. It's also Long Island. True. Anyway, well, hopefully we find out. Everybody, have you heard? So you guys remember like three episodes ago with Walt and Levi where I talked about some old-timey medicinal practices? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a fun episode. The, so. doc- the doctor visits with <clears throat> like the... The hair, the yeah, good, the, the good times doctor visits. Yeah, the uh, the digital stimulation is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for hysteria. For hysteria. Yeah, yeah. those hysterical women. How dare they? <laughs> Crazy so, woman driver. But, uh, that and the heroin <laughs> syrup that they gave to babies. You know, that was yep. also a highlight. Um, mm-hmm. But more specifically, the dick shock belt that doctors <laughs> used to prescribe to guys when their penises were being lazy. Being lazy, you get just, up. You got a lazy Johnson. <laughs> so, here is the modern version of the eighteen dollar Heidelberg Dick Shock belt, brought to you by a company called Gainswave. All right. So, I stumbled across this article published this year. So this isn't like old stuff. This brand is new. Brand new. It was all about the procedure of shocking your package into attention rather than taking the. The little blue pill. Into attention. Yeah. That's a good way of putting that. So, <laughs> um, this procedure, it's called Gaines Wave, like I said, sends tens of thousands of sound waves through a guy's junk to improve blood flow and enable erections. It is sound said, waves? Sound waves. Natural. It is said that the sound wave pulses can cause new blood vessels and nerve tissue to grow within the penis, which enables better blood flow and can possibly improve tissue sensitivity. So... <laughs> Considering the creator of this also... So, could I also just sit on, like, a subwoofer? Will that do the same thing? Possibly. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you got to be pumping out, like, 130 decibels, though. <laughs> so, considering the creator of this also practices injecting stem cells directly into a penis with a syringe as an ED treatment, I would say this is like progress for her patients, right? I think I've heard of that lady. So this this is a lady doctor? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. The the injecting T-cells into penises? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard Last about that. Last name's Cass. Dr. Cass. I don't, yeah, I don't remember so, her name, but I've definitely heard about this lady before. So this therapy, the shock stuff, is specifically available in New York City and a handful of other practices across the country. But the Food and Drug Administration has not yet cleared gains wave for widespread use in the treatment of ED. However, it is approved that this technology be used in other types of muscle rehab, most notably for plantar fasciitis. So the sound wave shocking of muscles is mm-hmm. something that has been approved for certain uses, but not the the love muscle. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's what it's called. That's what they call it in uh I think like uh the Congo. That's where they call it. They call that in the in the Congo. It's pronounced Congo. <laughs> so it goes like this first a numbing cream is applied to little junior okay you gotta put this you gotta numb it first yeah that right there is where i'm out (laughs) no 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 no. step one is numb it no 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 i will feel everything down there at all times thank you so much um then the person administering the uh Oh, you can't just do all this alone? No, of course not. It's not like a one person, like, 
you bend your arm and bring it around and shoot the sound waves at your at your junk. You got to have help. So the person administering this uses a device that looks like a cross between a nail gun and a heavy duty vibrator <laughs> to shoot little bursts of sound waves like all over your wang. What parts of it look like a nail gun and what parts of it look like a vibrator? <laughs> so the shaft of it. <laughs> I hope you could get what that looks like. And then the uh, ejection part, like the the end of it, kind of looks like a nail gun. Oh, it, like where there's like two prongs oh, yeah, this is or nasty. something? So anyway. Um, <laughs> this is gross. Some men experience like a small pins and needles type of feeling, but otherwise it is said to be painless. Uh, one man described it as, quote, less trouble than a heavy workout. So just kind of sitting there taking sound waves to the... just. Sound waves beating your dick to death. Not guess. <laughs> so you get therapy once, once per week for six to twelve weeks, and it'll cost you around three grand. Um, and it's not covered by insurance. All right, of course not. So she says seventy five. I bet a, I bet a PVC pipe and a subwoofer will do the same thing. We can just hook it right up. That's the redneck sound wave <laughs> ED fixer right there. What's your, what's your numbing cream? Vaseline? Novocaine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> no fucking. Oh Stuff my for gosh. Your teeth. Just squeeze a whole tube of Novocaine on his junk. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> It'll last for 30 seconds, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> 75 to 80% of men experience success with the treatment, it is said. But she advises a healthier lifestyle, uh, like eating better, exercising, all of those things prior yeah. to going to the dick shocking step. But. She's, All those things are supposed to make it work better. Of course. Blood flow is really the problem. <laughs> yeah. Is is your blood flowing when it needs to flow. Where it needs to flow. <laughs> so so the the eighteen dollar Heidelberg makes a reappearance. <laughs> so they were really on to something. And when when we talked about it, we said that they came to the Heidelberg as a result of years of scientific study. So <laughs> so either they were shocked. Yeah. They yeah. really were shocking boners into dudes, <laughs> and it works. So anyway, if you can't get it up, go sit on a subwoofer. Everybody, have you heard? Okay, so mine actually comes from this week. A, na- a man named Marco Parija. Or Paria. 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 One of y'all says some silly <laughs> ass name. <laughs> so he had a sentencing in court after shooting and killing um, an officer in 2014 named Charles Kondak, I believe. So jury is deciding what his sentence is going to be. And they take about four hours to collectively decide. It so wasn't... he shot and killed an officer? Yes. Okay. Take about four hours to decide as a collective whole what his sentence is going to be, and they decide that he's just going to have life in prison as his sentence. There's been court cases where an officer has shot someone, and they've been unarmed, and then the jury decides, oh, that officer is forgiven, and there's no penalty. Just like to bring up the Trayvon Martin case really quick. exactly. That jury was in Florida, and the jury decided that the um, officer wouldn't be sentenced to death or anything like that. So this is also in Florida, I believe Tampa Bay area. And he had shot the police officer and so now the jury, it's in their hands to decide what how he's going to live out his life. So they all right. ab- about 10 of them I believe chose um that he's going to face life in prison. Somehow, now obviously they when you're a jury you someone's appointed as the foreman 
Right. So the person who's going to read off what they decide decided. And somehow that person filled out all the forms incorrectly. Oh, shit. And announces in front of everyone in court that he's going to be put to death. Shit. So you can imagine, like, Kondak's family is there, and the whole courtroom goes bonkers and is very excited because they realize that this man is being put to death for something that he did wrong. And the jury, astonished <laughs> at the, like, <laughs> that they did not even agree on this because they were all in the room together. They're probably sitting deciding, there like, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> that is not what they decided at all. Um, so, Stewart is one of the guys on this jury, and he stated, the feeling of seeing the family get that justice taken away from them and then the false verdict, it was really hard to see. I can't even imagine. So it didn't like get it. crazy, like mistrial or something like that, right? What do you mean? Like it was just a misread. It yeah, was, no, it they, wasn't... they misread it. Okay, so it, they wasn't, had to... it wasn't like something like that would cause a mistrial, and then he's free to go. Like, you wow, know, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, wouldn't no. that be some shit? Th- that would be ridiculous. But all, all <laughs> so the they... judge asked them to do was like go back in and rewrite all the forms. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, reporters are wondering, well, where was the error? What happened? Um, And most of them weren't willing to report what happened, but the couple of them that did report said that there's a question on the form that says, we, the jury, unanimously find that Marco should be sentenced to death. So it's either check yes or no. So they assigned that one guy, the foreman, to fill out all of the forms rather than all of them fill them out separately. And the one guy put yes on every single one of those saying that they unanimously decide mm. that this man should be put to death. He's not um, going to get jury duty next time. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> He's not a foreman, <laughs> but they all got to fill out the forms this time. And they're all talking about how you can quickly read over it and apparently have that, happen where there's some sort of mess up so they think it might happen again in the future with other trials man talk about a uh one of those moments in your where you just have a total heart attack you know like, like go wait from I'm, going, I'm getting i'm getting sentenced to death i mean <laughs> yeah. you know screw that guy he killed a cop like screw him but like do you know what i mean though like yeah you know, from like oh my god i'm being sentenced to death to oh that was just an accident just kidding see and that's <clears throat> that's where i was until he said something about the family like not having the justice i didn't even think about that side of it until he said it and about the apparently the police officers family members that mm-hmm. thought that they got that justice of the man being sentenced to the death penalty and then that and then being taken don't. away from mm-hmm. him and that should have never been done because there was a steve harvey like Miss America yeah, moment honestly. that when had that happened, you know, God. that's crazy. Or, uh, um, gosh, what was like the, the name Oscars of that? too? The Oscars, with La La yeah, Land, with some La La Land and yeah. Moonlight, or whatever it was called. Yeah, same exact thing. That's crazy. <laughs> How do you screw that stuff up, man? Just that's pretty important. That's like the, the most important job. Yeah, of like the when, when of Steve, jury. like yeah. when Steve Harvey did that. That was so funny, man. Like I was like, "How do you screw that up?" <laughs> they give you, you a card, one... you open and read. Like, yeah. And he just well, the Oscars came up thing, with his were, own words. The Oscars were given the wrong card. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's what they, they were actually. They, given they the said wrong card. that Warren Beatty was given the wrong card. Oh, he, he was read. given a card with Emma Stone winning. A duplicate of Best Actress card is what he was given. And since she's from the movie La La Land, that's why they said that. Because it 
has the name of that. He did look like a fool when he opened it and looked at what's it. He's like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Am I supposed to say this? And then she said it. Yeah. You know? And he's like, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, that's good Funny. shit. That's good shit. So uh, we need to take a break. PSB, yo. I'm going potty. You want to hold my dick? So PSB brought to you by DAB. Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kitts. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us, and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show. We don't Google anything. Everything is all off the top. Off the, off the top of our head. So everything we answer is going to be completely first first impression, word association. So tune in to, the, to our episodes, and we appreciate it. See you guys there. Thank you. Everybody, have you heard? About last week. Uh, when Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued a memo encouraging encouraging federal prosecutors to seek the death penalty for certain drug traffic offenses. I did not. You guys, did you at least hear about the whole, like, you know, again, this? I'm not talking about the stance on it, but uh, Trump coming out about um, uh, up in the sentencing for people that are drug peddlers and for traffickers. traffickers, yeah. Right, <clears throat> about, like, seeking the death penalty instead of life in jail to maybe Well, I knew that help. Sessions was supposed to crack down a lot on drugs, so yeah. Right, so that was, like, one of their things from last week, but... So, but there's already existing laws on the book. So, federal law allows for capital punishment in drug trafficking cases involving murder or homicide. Okay. Duh. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the, because murder is a capital crime. Right. But the Attorney General also specifically ca- called out one provision that allows for capital punishment involving cases of extremely large quantities of drugs. Regardless of drug? Regardless of drug. There's a... So what I'm getting at is there's a amount of each one on the books okay. of what quantifies as a death penalty worthy <laughs> okay. sentence. All right. Okay. So know this before you start keistering some drugs. <laughs> oh my God. This when is you the hear limit. these when you hear these numbers, keistering is out of the question unless you're <laughs> some sort of god. Okay. <laughs> unless you're a keister god. Um but the provision is you know, I don't even know how you read this, but it's like, what is it, 18, Article 18, number 3591B, Part 1? Paragraph 3, Part, Sentence 1, maybe? I, I guess that's what it is. Okay. I'm not really good with that lingo, so that's the best you're going to get. Yep. But it lays out the quantities of drugs that could trigger capital punishment, even in the absence of violent crime. So experts, of course, say that no cases have ever been tried under this provision, and then it's almost certain that if anyone ever tried, that the Supreme Court would, you know, rule in the favor of it's unconstitutional. Pretty to, much. Okay. That's pretty much. To the, kill someone over a nonviolent crime. Correct. Right. You know, that's just like, nobody's going to sign that paper. Right. Mm. But still, for the time being, a zealous federal prosecutor could seek the death penalty for certain drug trafficking on the basis of drug quantity alone. So... What do they still have like schedule one, schedule two, or are they just Oh yeah, all that stuff exists, of course. So do you guys want to know how much of all the big drugs that you gotta have to seek the death penalty? Yes. How much bath salts? 
Oh, man, they don't have that one on Shit. here. Well, okay. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just first risk it one. then. First one and <laughs> first and favorite. Just under, not favorite drug, favorite stat. So let me just clarify. Yeah, sure. Um, 0.6 kilograms of LSD. Okay. 0.6 kilograms. So like a pound worth. Okay. Is that right? Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not good with those conversions. Well, but yeah, that's enough to make you permanently. That insane. is a federal drug trafficking case, or at, that is at the threshold of of uh, death penalty. Of death penalty. All right. Um, but 0.6 kilograms is about six million standard doses of acid. Yeah. Six million. You're carrying around six million doses of acid. You're a trafficker <laughs> of acid. Six million. Yeah. Crazy. Pills. Okay. Um, yeah, meth for sure. For meth. The threshold is three kilograms, so not that much. Well, I guess that is a lot. <laughs> That's not that but bad. But I meant, like, in comparison to, like, you know, like what you would think is a lot of something is sitting in front of you, like three kilograms of meth is not, doesn't seem like a lot of physical matter in front of you, but that's a shit. It can do some damage, though. Correct. If you yeah. got three kilograms of meth, you're deep in the game, so. Oh, yeah. But still, death penalty? It's um, crazy. But, uh, so, but also similarly... Six kilograms of PCP, angel dust would also trigger the same sentence. So for PCB and angel dust, it's six kilograms. Wow, you can have six kilograms of PCP, but six only ki- how much of three? A- three of acid? Yes. Oh no, no, point six. Point six. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> no one has ever gone on like a gas station smashing spree on acid like they do on PCP. <laughs> you know. So PCP is actually relatively uncommon these days. Of course. The number of Americans reporting using it in 2016 rounded to the zero. Yeah, that's because they just huff aerosol instead. Yeah. They just um, eat Tide Pods. Apparently, But apparently people don't get down on PCP anymore. It's not... Probably hard to find, like mescaline and quaaludes and all that 70s stuff. Maybe D.A.R.E. actually worked a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I used to suck dick for coke. I've seen them! <laughs> So the uh, fentanyl—that's the—that's uh, the big one these days. That's killing a lot of people. Sure is. Um, is twenty-four kilos. See, that's just insane. I know, insane right? to me. Something that can kill somebody. No one's ever died from taking LSD. They've that's been like, permanently put in the psycho tank, but they've never died. But people die from fentanyl every day. A lot of people. That is insane to me. A lethal dose of fentanyl is three milligrams. My point. Okay. Yeah. Listen. They. So 24 kilograms of fentanyl could kill 8 million people. That is insane. What? Yeah, you should be locked up for a lot less than that. <laughs> no, yeah. they were calling for the death sentence for this this type of person. Okay, for a lot less than, you know, planning or the possibility of deaths of 8 million people. Potentially. That's insane. If you actually gave 8 million people the, that much. The capital threshold for heroin, 60 kilograms. Um, which is about enough for a few suitcases or the small trunk of a car. Sure. Um, or the belly of a Colombian. <laughs> oh, my God. 60 kilos in a Colombian? I thought you said six. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. 60. Okay. I was like, oh, my God. That's a Keister Pro right there. Yep. Um, 300 kilos of cocaine. But this is what's um, <laughs> like what you were talking about a minute ago about the, the, but about the scale being lopsided. Crack cocaine obviously is chemically the exact same thing as cocaine just in a hardened rock with baking soda or whatever baked into it right okay 
but crack is treated 18 times more severely under federal law. So um, basically what that is is like direct racial profiling of like they knew crack was a problem in certain communities, and so they increased the crime punishment for crack 18 times more than regular cocaine because all the rich white folks uptown were using regular cocaine, but the people using crack were all the black people in the poor t- part of town. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they That's said, just one statistic that points to that fact. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but 18 times more severe. Mm-hmm. Totally is- lopsided, dude. 18 times. Total. 300 kilos of cocaine before you are hitting this threshold that someone with a half of a kilo of LSD. Uh, Yeah. Uh, It was 16 kilograms of crack is the same thing as 300 kilos of cocaine. That's insane. Mm -hmm. That's insane to me. Because it it is insane, Wade. It's not that it's insane to you. It's insane because it's insane. Drugs are bad, okay? But... (laughs) Drugs are bad. (laughs) But... It shouldn't be like that, like for cocaine and crack. Let's See, just be I thought real that here. I thought that with the death penalty thing, you were going to be going the route of like the three strikes. How there's this like long t- a story about this guy in Louisiana in uh, the 70s and 80s who got busted a couple times for pot, and then the third time he got busted was for two joints, and he's in jail for like 25 years for two joints. Because it was the third time that he got hmm. busted. Oh, God. And if he were to ever get out and he get busted again, there's a possibility of the death penalty. Obama let a lot of those people out, though. Not this dude. He did, though. He let a lot of people out of jail. Because it's wasting did. money. Yeah. Oh, so, it's a big waste of money. Kidding. So, anyway, what do you got for weed? How uh, much weed does it take? That was the very next bullet point. Bullet point. Okay. Ready? Is it like 16,000 pounds, please? Oh, let me... So finally, there's the capital punishment on the books for large quantities of marijuana. One ton. A substance with no known lethal dose, currently for recreational use in nine states, um, plus the District of Columbia. The threshold is 60,000 kilograms. Okay. Yeah. 60,000. So this is probably... What's really more shocking is that there's even still a threshold... For marijuana, but you can get put to death in a certain state for it, and then you can go smoke it in a pub in another state. That is what's crazy. But no one's ever been killed from it. Correct. So how is it a lethal substance mm. that quantifies to a? At the worst case scenario, you're like squandering tax money from the government, right? That, you know, by selling sixty thousand kilograms of marijuana illegally. Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Lots of tax money. But you know what I mean? Like if that's that's about the worst thing that's coming from that versus also the fact that that money is going to probably go somewhere that's not in the U.S., you know, at that amount of drugs. Very true. You know, if it's a trafficking offense. But the quantity-based capital punishment provision is a particular concern to state legal marijuana businesses as well um, because, of course, the plant remains illegal under federal law, but regardless of what state law says... The feds can swoop in at any moment exactly. and enforce that law. Exactly. Yeah. And there are many state-licensed cannabis businesses that cultivate um, 60,000 plants or more. I also skipped that. It's 60,000 kilos or and or, I should say, 60,000 cultivating plants. Right. So if you have a crop that is 60,000 plants or more, you can also get the same sentence whether you've got it like, you know, prepared. If they want to selectively apply it to you. Right, yep. exactly. In a mm. state that it's legal. In a state that it's legal. Correct. 
But, that's what I heard about Sessions. That's what I heard that he was going to do was that he was going to step all over the pot game. And what's booming in Colorado and these other states that have legalized it is that's what I've heard he's going to really start to enforce. Mm-hmm. And people are, of course, um, proponents of the legalized marijuana and all of that stuff. We're talking about well, what's up with the opioid crisis. Why not you tar- target that stuff? Yeah. Instead of worrying about this, but instead of worry about the stuff that's been killing people, Fent- the fentanyl thing that you talked fentanyl, about. Fentanyl, yeah. I cannot believe like LSD. No one has ever died from an L- an overdose of LSD either. They might have fell off a cliff or something. They might have done something that killed them. <laughs> Same thing with marijuana. Someone high on marijuana might have been driving a car where they killed themselves, or they might have done something like that, but. They've never died from the drug itself. Right. LSD is the same thing. It's not that type of drug. It kills you from overdose. So for it to be the first thing that you listed and the smallest amount that you can get the the death penalty for versus something like fentanyl where three milligrams will kill you, that to me, it just shows like a pharmaceutical company backing like a lobbyist presence. It definitely shows how the cartels are – paying money to governments and things. You can tell by that list you just gave what drugs are being funded and what drugs are not. Hmm. That's a very good point. It's incredible. Um, one last crazy thing. Who's who? I know you probably know this answer. The, the acid guy from the 60s. Timothy Leary. Timothy Leary. I knew it was Leary. I couldn't remember his first name. Um, whenever he got busted with acid, do you remember how much he got busted with? I want to say it was like a million hits. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like a corn silo full. Oh, shit. Well, see, I knew that he wanted the whole world to have it. Like, his thing was everyone needs to take this. We just talked about 0.6 kilograms being 6 million hits of acid. If I'm not mistaken, Timothy Leary got caught with, like, he was out on his farm where he made, like, he had this factory that he made it, and he had a corn silo full Jeez. of crystal hmm. LSD. That's got to be, like, 10 trillion hits of acid. Yeah. At least. Like, enough to wipe the world out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and and not wipe the world out, but you know what I'm saying. So. We all would just love each other. Enlighten them. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? So you've both heard of uh, synthetic pot before, right? This is a good segue. Oh, what yeah. you were just talking about? You mean that like potpourri stuff that you see that they sell at gas stations? Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's like plant leaves that get sprayed with the cannabinoid-like based substance, and it's able to be legal because of the makeup of it. It's called K two spice. You, you know, uh, that's like. Uh, didn't we talk about this with bath salts? But anyways, no, like about um, like bath salts, like because you know, of course, bath salts is just like a generic term for like a homemade meth, correct? You know, and um, but the way that like the legalness of it, because chem, like basically people that certain underst- chemicals are legal, they understand chemistry and they're able to like synthesize these different drugs that aren't illegal yet, and so they can get highs. I'll get busted with it, whatever, but like it's not technically a crime. So if you go to court and actually appeal it and they test these drugs, like there's no crime committed. There's this is not an illegal substance. And then mm. of course eventually the court system catches up with it and but by that point they've made another designer drug that's like a slightly different molecule of meth. Slightly different. This is why we have a podcast together. You're so good at this. So health officials in the state of Illinois were recently were recently forced to issue a public warning about synthetic weed because it is causing people who smoke it to experience severe bleeding. Oh. I feel like I remember back from in- where? 
like I'll get to there. So, <laughs> but I feel like I remember like back in my college days when this stuff came out, and some people I knew were like all about it because they could buy it from a gas station, Stupid. like you just said. But people claim to hallucinate and stuff, but never complained of bleeding. Like, I never heard anyone that ever, oh, this K2 stuff, man. I never heard anyone say, but I was bleeding out my dick. You know, no, nobody said, said anything like that. But is that where it bleeds from? I've never allowed to, to I've never allowed <laughs> myself to trust the stuff placed next to the register at a gas station <laughs> that reeks of Indian food and Nog Champa. <laughs> but. Some people just make that choice, right? <laughs> Anyways, this past Friday, there was a report released that stated 32 people in just the past few weeks, like since March 1st, visited emergency rooms due to a reaction from this stuff, with symptoms being bleeding from the eyes and ears, coughing up blood, bloody urine, bloody nose, bleeding gums, like bleeding out through any orifice. What? So... This stuff that Kate, is not. Let me just let me just be clear here. Not worth it. Okay. So <laughs> this stuff like K two and spice has always been considered dangerous. Like I said earlier, but never has bleeding been a known side effect before. So emergency room doctor was quoted as saying, "Quote: This bleeding is not expected, at least in such a significant population, so quickly." Said thirty two cases in a couple of weeks in a short area. It's led some lawmakers to thinking that manufacturers are changing the chemical makeup to skirt around the statewide ban of it, just they like you definitely said. are. So the ones who experienced the bleeding episodes claim they got their synthetic pot from all over the place, different places, gas stations. Well, some- no- Knox County here, they they made that K2 stuff illegal here, mm-hmm. a local ordinance. They now, had to do the, it local ordinance yeah, by like, local wh- ordinance. Yeah, whether it was state or federal or whatever, but that stuff is illegal in Knoxville. Right. So they got some from gas stations, some from the streets, and some from just friends, but all over the general Chicago area is where this was, Peoria being the most hard hit of the smaller towns. Officials are still worried that there are more contaminated batches around the city as well as the rest of the state. And enforcement against this stuff is going to be at a heightened level for sure. But um, pretty uh, pretty crazy, huh? Wow. Yeah. K2 making you bleed from your eyeballs. I mean, don't do drugs, kids, especially the ones that are made like that stuff. I mean, can you imagine, like, <laughs> having to go to your parents and be like, <sighs> Mom, my dick's bleeding. I, I know. I Like, I... You know, I went over to to to, Jer- to Johnny's house, and uh, he had this stuff he bought from a gas station, and we decided to smoke it through a bong, and now my dick's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna, like need that, into- I'm gonna need the the sound wave treatment to revitalize my. Can you imagine a kid like in between <laughs> classes, like when the kids used to like go to the bathroom in between class to get high, or go outside to their car or whatever in high school? Can you imagine them coming back into class and then their eyes start bleeding <laughs> in front of the class? Oh my, Mrs. Miller! What the there's hell? Something, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? But right. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you talked about drugs. You talked about drugs. I'm going to talk about pepperoni. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's not a part of the same family at all. 
Not even packaged. I in mean, the same for way. me, depends on who you talk to. Pepperonis are a drug for me, yes, sir. Yes, they are. We keep a steady stock of pepperoni in my house. Have you heard of Brothers Pepperoni? Brothers Pepperoni? Have you, yeah. No, I've heard of I, Brothers. I don't, know, I don't know if this is. No. Yeah, I have too. No. Um. Okay. Maybe Anyways, it's, maybe it's Hunt Brothers. I'm thinking of not just Brothers. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That sounded racist. Now I know what Hormel pepperonis are. Mm. The I good don't. stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> Nick um, ends up going to Canada, British Columbia to be specific, um, for a trip. And this is back in, I believe, 2001. And he brings a small suitcase with him of Brothers Pepperoni because he's trying to deliver it to his Navy friends that are at the Capitol. Okay. So it's a, it's a business trip that he's going on, and he happens to stay at this... Um, hotel called the Fairmont Empress. So he gets to the hotel after flying there, and his luggage arrives later with the suitcase. And he's walking into the hotel room with his suitcase and realizes that there's no fridge to keep his pepperoni anywhere. There's, Uh-oh. there's just not a place at all. You know, and he has to keep it cool. You have to keep no, it cool. False. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Are you kidding me? Dude, I have gone on so many, like, many night backpacking trips where my like go to snack is I bring just one of like those, slices. I no 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 I bring one of those big foot long mm-hmm. like pepperoni sticks. Mm-hmm. Foot long <laughs> Who got the foot long? And then I'll get like a big huge uh block of cheddar and a bunch of Ritz crackers. And just start ripping yourself off pieces. And I keep and I keep it in the top of my backpack so as I'm walking down the trail I can reach back, grab out the stick of pepperoni gnaw a bite off of it, gnaw a bite off the block of cheese, and throw a cracker in my mouth. <laughs> and zip it back up. It sounds like You're one like of those w- Pepperidge farms in a backpack. It's a walking lunchable. Yeah, in the summertime, it don't matter. That cheese can get hot. Hickory Farms, is that what that shit's called that you can buy around Christmas? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm, that mm, summer sausage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'll bite that off like a roll. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> What's the difference between Hickory and Hillshire? I don't know, a couple letters. A couple letters. <laughs> the Mason it's summer sausage, man. It tastes good. It's the difference is the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But no, facts. You can totally leave that cheddar cheese and that pepperoni and all that at room temperature in your backpack for like a week. It's yep. fine. Yep. Okay, well Nick didn't think so. Get it, Nick. It so- will eventually go bad faster than it would in cooling temperatures, but in a week you're gonna be fine. I have no idea how long he was going to stay for this business trip. All I know is that the first thing that came to mind was how quickly can I get this stuff cool and keep it cool for a long time. Mm -hmm. So he's in Canada. It's around April, so it's still chilly up there. He cracks open the window and leaves his, like, all of the pepperoni spread out on the table so it stays cool from the air outside. So is it sliced pepperoni or is it like a log of pepperoni? I'm pretty sure there's logs. Okay. Logs. Um, <laughs> Log. Logs. <laughs> he goes away to leave the room and goes out to walk for a couple hours. Who like who knows what he's doing? I don't know. He's hitting the gym. Comes back to open his room and there are forty, at least forty, he says, different seagulls that are in the room just flying <laughs> around oh, shit. eating <laughs> the pepperoni. But it's been <laughs> it's what been hours. He, what did so he they're think? Not, they're not just eating it. They're obviously devouring it. They're, yes. they're living in it. <laughs> and they're shitting all over his, his exactly. hotel room. So 
<laughs> it's so funny reading this because he's talking about how you can just imagine what the room would have looked like before he came in the room. But as soon as he opens the door, all of them flip out and realize they have to leave the room. They're just flying just into the there. wall. And so they're just all flying into the walls and all trying to cram out that window as quickly as they can, which is just funny to me. Oh, Nick. So... Uh, <laughs> It's a pepperoni. So he has two seagulls still left in the room, um, according to his Facebook report that he wrote about this. And one of them he throws a shoe at, and the shoe goes out the window, and so does the seagull. <laughs> the other one... He He's cha- just playing fetch. He chases down with a towel and catches it and finally throws that out the window. I'd have killed that seagull. I'd have broke its neck. <laughs> the seagull actually One of y'all's lived. gotta die. <laughs> for this mess. Go tell your friends. <laughs> you gotta go stare down another seagull while you <laughs> yeah. break one of his Hold him. Hold him up. Like, <laughs> y'all come back here right now. <laughs> All y'all learn today. <laughs> so, anyways... <laughs> While all of this is going on, tourists are looking from down below at his window, watching first bird up, like, after bird <laughs> after bird, literally. <laughs> and his some shoe of them with pepperoni flying with their, in their mouth, and then a shoe yep. comes, <laughs> and then a towel with the seagull. The funny part is next. He thinks it's manageable to clean up, so he calls a cleaning lady to come up to his room. And she just sees it and realizes that she's not going to be able to clean up any of it. because Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Need more lemon pledge. Need more so, lemon pledge. The Need, seagulls have obviously towels. knocked over all of the, like, everything about the beds. They've knocked over all the curtains. Just, just destroyed the whole entire room. I can only imagine what a, a couple dozen seagulls in your room would do. Yeah. Going crazy on some pepperonis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the only reason why this story is relevant, though, is because that same year, um, his employer was mailed a letter d- stating that Nick is banned from that hotel and is not allowed to come back. Oh, man, what a way to get caught. <laughs> so he came back 17 years later to the hotel to tell them the story, um, but he wasn't going to tell him. He thought everyone just knew and was always going to know. And he was explaining how he's banned and was asking for forgiveness and hoping that he could stay there again sometime soon. <laughs> and, of course, the managers thought his story was so funny. Um, <laughs> now he's being allowed to come back to the Empress. Yeah, and they Did want they him to come pat back. him down for pepperonis before he goes it's a, it's a pepperoni. <laughs> Actually, no. His forgiveness gift or peace offering was pepperoni. Oh, there you go. That a boy, Nick. <laughs> After literally destroying the whole room, I wish they had pictures of it. But he must have some like legit pepperoni. He lives his life around pepperoni. The, <laughs> the fact that a couple dozen seagulls found it just like that, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pepperoni is pungent. It has that so odor. Good. So I'm sure it's literally just like on a cartoon where you see the the smell rising off mm. of like an apple pie going out the window and going yep. up the the wolf's nose. <laughs> Mine. Mine. Yeah. Exactly. Mine. That's what happens with pepperoni. Anytime it goes into a room, there's like a visual smell that comes off of it and it goes out the window and it goes up to a seagull's nose. I want to eat it. And then they live in it. <laughs> they live in it. <laughs> uh, speaking of pepperoni, pepperoni's a good uh, addition to a sandwich. 
It's a good point. It's a very good addition to a sandwich. And to be honest with you, what is the strongest non-traditional cold meat to add to a sandwich? And when I say non-traditional, I'm not... You got to take turkey, throw it out. You got to take ham, you got to throw it out. And I'm even going to go as far as, say, roast beef and throw it out. I'm going to go with a hard salami. Okay. That's my meat of choice. Hard salami. That shit's good. With extra fat chunks in it. Yeah, I like salami. Salami's good. Mm. I've had ground up cold veggie dog on a sandwich before. Hmm. It's it's not plain. It's obviously with mayo and a couple other ingredients, but I'm, I don't even know if that counts as a cold meat. I was very surprised. I've, I've never had that. Tuna but salad. Turkey. No, I was going to say uh, corn. Did you say beef. tuna salad? Mm-hmm. Tuna salad's good as shit. Mm. Tuna salad, egg salad. <laughs> oh, egg salad, if it's made right, <laughs> man, on toast. It's got to have that extra, you like the mustard in it? Yes, I do. Yeah. No, yes, thank sir. you. Egg salad is bomb. Bomb. I but, also like chicken salad. If it's extra chunky, see, and chicken it's got to have that really me, zingy, you got to use like the Miracle Whip instead of mayo. Correct. Yeah, see, yeah. chicken salad, If and if it's got relish in it, I'm not, oh, I don't. Oh, no, the relish is good. I can't, I can't no, do it. No, I can't. Can't I do can't relish. hang with relish. I can't hang oh. with relish and Give chicken Give me extra salad. chunky relish. No, but I was going to say corned beef. I didn't oh. I didn't oh. think I was going to like corned beef, and then I had it Corned beef is good. Oh, so good. Fried up in a pan with some eggs Juicy, for breakfast. man. It is so good. But anyway, uh, I don't know if they've ever had a corned beef version of a sandwich on this show, but these guys are friends of ours, so here we go. Hey, Big Red Van listeners. I'm Levi Johnson, brother of Hayden Johnson, who I believe you're listening to right this very second and i have a podcast about sandwiches with my good friend walt braley and i will be filling in as interim host while joe blackstock is off traveling through time yeah joe has gone back in time to find the first sandwich so you can hear about those escapades in the upcoming episodes of sandwich cast so listen to us you can find us on itunes and you can follow us on instagram at, at sandwich cast pod sandwich cast sandwich cast it's in your mouth Everybody, have you heard about a man that has been arrested because he had a SWAT team respond at his uh, house in Dry Haven? Okay, what for? Uh, he fired shots from his rooftop when he thought that armed ninjas and uh, Deadpool, the comic character Deadpool, were breaking into his home. Oh, shit. Okay. So, uh, John Pochran III was arrested Thursday for possession of controlled substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, reckless endangerment, and resisting arrest. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. So, Pochran and his girlfriend, Holly Perkoski, uh, were both hospitalized for evaluations after the incident that caused state police to close Route 88 in Dry Haven for several hours. Okay. Hmm. So, at about noon on that day, the state police received a report of a man in the 900 block of North 88 Road shooting from a rooftop. So, the Cumberland Township police officer was nearby and heard the shots. Um, When he went outside, he saw uh, Mr. Pochran shooting into his home from the roof. Just shooting down? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Shooting from the roof. Deadpool got inside. Yeah. Pochran then he <laughs> then jumped off the roof and ran across Route 88 carrying a woman later jumped I, off the roof yeah okay and then carried I guess because she probably fell and hurt herself or something but um, carrying a woman which was Miss Burkowski his girl his fiance or girlfriend whatever on his shoulder yeah so rifle in hand p- 
Police initially responded to what they believed to be an active shooter situation and found uh, Pochran and Burkowski running from their home where the shots were fired. Pochran told police that they did not know who broke in and that the people that broke in chased them upstairs to a bedroom and they were able to escape by climbing out the window and getting onto the roof. Okay. <laughs> Hence them fighting back by firing gunshots into the roof sure and at this point the police have no reason to believe otherwise exactly okay exactly a state police specialized response team wearing like military uniforms and body armor surrounded the house thinking that someone was still inside Mm -hmm. okay when troopers entered they found no one no signs of a break-in but however there were many bullet holes found inside the house (laughs) from mr pockran however you say his damn name so Burkowski, his fiance, has not been charged with any of the crimes because she, had, of course, was doing none of the gun shooting. But uh, police said that Mr. Pochran was combative, irate, and uncooperative and even had to be tasered in order to be placed under arrest. He had just under a gram of crack cocaine, a crack pipe, um, in his pocket whenever he was arrested. Hmm. Mm. So state police later interviewed Mr. Pochran about the incident. He told investigators that he and Burkowski were in their home when five to six individuals broke in and demanded money. Pochran explained the quote-unquote robbers had blood-red eyes and were dressed like ninjas, except for one robber who was dressed like Deadpool. (laughs) Pochran said that the heavily armed ninjas chased him and his girlfriend to their upstairs bedroom, Pochran began to then shoot at them with his AR-15 assault rifle. So not only is he on his roof (laughs) shooting into his home, he's using an AR-15 to shoot down through the roof of his home this entire time. So he was unsure if he hit any of the imaginary robbers, but when he climbed out a window onto the roof and continued to engage the would-be robbers uh, dressed like ninjas and the comic book character, he, he, he just didn't know if he got any of them or not. And so, so he jumped off the roof, grabbed his woman, threw him on, threw her on his shoulder, and and hauled her across Route 88. I'll take you to safety. Yeah, huh. he did tell the police that he had done some cocaine the previous <laughs> night, just a little. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess if you ask, as, as well as into the morning. <laughs> but and then was, I woke up and I did a little more. And... Yeah, <laughs> but was absolutely telling the truth regarding the robbers who were had to be still inside of his house. And of course, the police did not find anyone. And no one was injured during the incident. But uh, It'd be how hilarious. great is it? Go ahead. No, no. It'd just be hilarious if the <clears throat> cops walk into his house and walk into his bedroom and just see three toy action figures on the bed right next <laughs> to a Deadpool. And they're, and that's what he was hallucinating. Like, He's just been playing with all of them. <laughs> or what happens if, like, two weeks from now, like thief a band of ninjas with someone dressed as deadpool is caught breaking into houses oh, yeah. and they don't go <laughs> and that's what I say. give, give him the benefit of the doubt and what this if- guy is like released and he's like vindicated saying see <laughs> i told you they were chasing me this wasn't a lie or if they just don't go to that because they think it's another joke right true ah. no copycat mickey mouse in your bedroom forget it gentlemen what brings me to my next point don't smoke crack. Don't do it. Everybody, have you heard? So China wants to make it rain, like literally. So <laughs> today around 3.6 billion people lack consistent access to daily water, and the supply of fresh water is only getting more and more scarce. So it seems to be a global issue that's going to take multiple governments working on a solution to figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. There's not going to be one per- one country that figure this out, but... 
To try and secure fresh water for their population of over 1.2 billion, China's Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation is launching the world's largest state-sponsored rain-making project. <laughs> Making it rain! Making it rain! <laughs> this weather modification system will produce over 2.6 trillion gallons of water per year. It seems like an insane amount of water to me. That ain't that much water. But it's only about 7% of China's total water consumption annually. Mm. 2.6 trillion gallons. So how is this done, you might ask? The answer is called cloud seeding, a concept created by Vincent Schaefer. He was a self-taught chemist that worked for General Electric in the 1940s. He created the first artificially induced snowstorm and rainfall, which includes re- releasing silver iodide into the atmosphere to combine with like rising moisture mm-hmm. to cl- to create rain clouds. <clears throat> Basically, to like create condensation, I guess you could say. Create the atmosphere for condensation to happen, I guess. Hmm. Um. Schaefer's discoveries were groundbreaking in terms of better understanding weather, and the big hopes were for the cloud seeding to fight things like drought, control storms, or reduce hail, uh, quench wildfires, and or guarantee like a white Christmas. Like this was his end game when he created this, was like, Hmm. we could make it snow on Christmas if we wanted to. If we really wanted to in certain cities, we could could make it snow on Christmas. And this was in uh, the 40s. 50s that he came up with this oh well, they idea. were thinking real big in the 40s and 50s let me tell you of uh, they were man I mean, it's <laughs> they not were like thinking real big i know and we think elon musk is crazy for the things that he thinks these days i wonder what they were thinking about these people back in the 40s dude you know? they were think they were like legit thinking we would be in flying cars living on the moon right now and those people were crazy by the common standards yeah right so china will send devices called cloud seeding chambers to plant these seeds in the tibetan sky which they believe is the best place for them to sprout into fluffy rain clouds due to the moisture rising from the south asian monsoons every year the clouds then empty into the tibetan plateau which is currently one of the driest places on earth right now Mm -hmm. Um, this method is a giant step forward in this technology and it's currently tried by some countries but on a much smaller scale and it's done with aircraft not with things that are positioned in space and satellite-like devices. Today, China is the biggest the biggest spender in the world when it comes to screwing with the weather. I mean, they need to with all the pollution that they have there, but they outspend the U.S. by 10 times in this area, and I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> you know, um, India is also heavily invested in cloud seeding because of the extreme droughts that they go through. Well, like China saw it so fast. Like China already had a problem with pollution, and then China had an energy crisis, and China said, "Let's build ten thousand more oil or coal burning plants." Right, and they just cranked them out like hmm. dozens a year, and over a few years, and then all of a sudden, the smog in China was. I mean, you've seen pictures. Of course like, you I know, have. You know what I'm talking about. Like, it's the it's like the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. It's incredible to think that that's over a major city. Yeah. And, and so, people still live there. And so that China is rapidly t- taking a step back, like, maybe we went a little too hard with the coal plants. And they're trying to do something about it. I mean, yeah, just, and they're trying to do a quick fix to it. China seems like a country that's all about quick fixes, <laughs> is kind of what it seems to me. But does stuff like this have a long-term effect on things? Like, aren't we supposed to just let the weather happen naturally and just kind of deal with it? Like, I'm not really sure 
how the, the I feel about it. The track record of manipulating nature is not not good. good. <laughs> it's not in our favor. I mean, you know, even things that you think are actually really good, like for example, antibiotics was a a huge thing, saved the world, right? But at the same time, antibiotics are coming back to kicks in the butt. Correct. You know, you haven't seen the long term for antibiotics. Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. the long, long term. Antibiotics are not even 100 years old, or, or maybe right at. They're hitting the 100-year mark. You know, so now we're starting to realize that antibiotics screw up our immune system. Right. You know, and so maybe you fix this bug now, but when this really bad bug comes along, you're screwed. Correct. You know. And that's what I that's my question about messing with the weather. The weather is like one of the the one of the most things that you think about when you think of mother nature, at least for me, is the weather. When I think about that. I think about mm-hmm. like the power of mother nature, I think about the weather. And to screw with that or try to artificially create certain types of weather patterns, to me it's just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to mess with that butterfly effect, man. It's a big thing. It'll to cause mess with. a domino effect that who knows what'll what it'll cause. But anyway. Everybody have you heard? Alright, so we've actually kind of hinted about this on our podcast a couple times, but ESPN has officially announced that on April twelfth they are releasing um an application kind of like Netflix. Okay, so like you can stream all of their stuff on there and just select it that way? Yeah, so the four pillars that they have with this application is, number one, you're going to have a ton of variety in live sporting events. Second one is you're going to... You mean like the basic access, what you're saying? Like a level one user, is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Because they they have a second level that's going to be coming out with it too, like the nine ninety niners. Correct. Uh, <laughs> no, higher than that. Really, yeah, for the my, basic intro, dude. Nine ninety nine will get get it to you on cable. I'm sure their well, their Apple their be like, basic one is four ninety nine. Oh, okay, okay. Either but way. for upgrading it, level two, level two is like twenty four. Wow, ninety nine. Wow. For, oh, wow. What, extra, what extra get do you it. get with this? I'll explain. All okay. Right. So the second pillar is high quality original shows and films. So ESPN that's where you get stuff 30, like 30 for 30. 30. Yeah. Okay. Third thing is exclusive studio programs that they'll have on there. And then the fourth thing is an on-demand library where you can just, just like how any on-demand thing works. Um, let me, let me just talk about how sweet this would be if ESPN did this with an online streaming service. If you could just go back and watch any game ever that they've, that's a part of, that they've ever broadcasted. That's what, that's what's going to be a part of their on demand. It library. is like legit. Like I want to see the 77 championship game, right? Or whatever. Like, well, you know how they had, I don't know if this channel still exists, but ESPN classic. Yeah. How you could rewatch oh, for sure. a game. Dude, that that's classic, a part of their on demand. That library. channel was such a part of my childhood growing up. That's so fun. I loved that channel. Mm-hmm. It's good trivia too. It was amazing. That and NFL film. So that's a part of their on demand library of getting to watch. Oh, their example was old time fights that even ESPN didn't have the rights to at the time. But you can go back and watch those fights with their on-demand library. Nice. Um, part of the live sporting events is they're going to offer one MLB game per day. Um, meaning, well, there's too many damn games a day anyways. Yeah, so they said 180. <laughs> um, they're going to do the same thing for NHL. And even on days when they don't have a game, it'll just be called Game of the Day, where they just show you 
the game, um, even if it's already happened before. And or this not. is just what you get with your subscription price. Yes, just for four ninety nine. Okay. They all you also get hundreds of MLS games on there. Um, they're going to do tons of collegiate sports. You're going to get the PGA Tour. Um, you're also going to get a lot of Grand Slam matches for tennis. Um, Kevin Mayer, one of the chairmen, is quoted saying, this new product reflects our direct-to-consumer strategy focused on combining our beloved brands with our proprietary industry-leading technology to give users unparalleled access to our world-class content. Um, so you're getting all of this for four ninety nine. Where the other stuff comes in, if you want to be able to watch any MLB game of your choice, then you're paying $25 extra for ah, that. They're okay. If there you're you wanting any NHL game, then you're paying 25 extra for that, too. Um, so you can buy just well, like you I mean, would even, for DirecTV. Even the damn ESPN full package, whatever, like get all the sh- all the games, is like $100 a month. Like for the... True. Like, like or I'm sorry, not a, maybe it's not a hundred dollars a month. It's, no, that's a little much. No, but it's expensive though. Yeah, it's like it's high. Like I, if I'm not mistaken, like the last time I was streaming a um, a football game, it was before I logged in. It was like telling me like, oh, like whatever pay. It's like ninety nine for a year to watch NCAA games. Yeah, whatever. that's like, for the direct ticket or whatever, yeah. where you can get any game. Yes, all over the place, and yeah, I'm sure that. What they are going to offer is the games that they have the rights to. Yeah. And currently, ESPN has the rights to like all college football games except for Notre Dame games. So it's going to really help with college football. It's going to really help with college basketball. But you're not going to get NFL games. You're going to get one. You're going to get the Monday night game. Yeah, they don't have any of that because NFL is licensed to CBS, Fox, and and NBC. So that that's you'll be able to get what they have. Same thing with Major League Baseball. You left out. Amazon. You can watch Thursday night games on Amazon. Well, because Amazon has, yes, paid for that. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> Amazon and the NFL Thursday night football game. But that's what you can watch is what they have the, the rights to. Because mm-hmm. they don't have the rights to all Major League Baseball games either. They only have the rights to certain ones. There are some that Fox Sports have. And there are some that the Major yeah. League Baseball Network has. Yeah. So, you can buy the MLB package from Major League Baseball where you get any game. But it's going to be interesting to see how, and same thing with NHL. You can buy an NHL package from the NHL app that where you can watch every NHL game. Well, I mean, but I don't know if ESPN I'll, with baseball though. ESPN's not the owner of the league. I guess is what I'm saying. So agreed. The most interesting part to me about all of this though is this is going to be separate from you paying for what will come out in 2019 as their full-on Disney package of you'll get any Disney movie, Pixar movie, Marvel movie, or Lucasfilm movie um, with another application. So you're going to have to have both? You have to pay for both? Yeah, they'll be separate. So I wonder... Rather than... Uh, they might make a deal I wonder where if you they have like an ultimate Disney app package where you can buy everything that disney owns abc espn all of their movies all the movies yeah all that but i bet it'd be like a hundred dollars a year think about it dude that's what tv's going to like the memberships the tv that we watch now i don't think is going to be the tv of the future it's all going to be certain apps Mm -hmm. different company and then it's going to be the tv that we have a choice of is going to be those smaller networks like the american history channel ahc 
and um, hmm. Access TV, Mark Cuban's network. But it'll network. still be their app, and you watch the few shows that they have. It's going to be true hmm. a la carte TV, like a lot of proponents for cable television have wanted to go to, and cable television companies haven't wanted to go to. That's why ESPNs is going to go to $24 a month for the well, bulk of the you, programming. You, you said the words because it's direct-to-customer or yep. proprietary service. Direct-to-consumer. When you don't have to go through Viacom and Viacom take their cut, mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like it, who cares what they charge because no matter what low or high price they charge, they're probably going to make 10 times as much money as they would if they were going through Viacom. Mm-hmm. Or, Think about your or, $90 a month cable bill that you pay right now. Twelve, At least 12 to $15 a month of that is for ESPN currently. Yeah. And that's something that you don't control. It's part of your basic package. Mm-hmm. And 12 to $15 of it's going to ESPN anyways. I think that ESPN is going to drop in the number of people that they have that download and pay for this app. And I think that the re- that's the reason why they've got to jump the price. Hmm. You're not going to be able to watch SportsCenter anymore without paying four ninety nine a month for it. That's what's kind of worrying me. Is mm-hmm. if, if I can't watch just my SportsCenter that I have for the last 25 years of my life. I don't even watch it. Anymore, it's, but it's just you know that's a good point because I, I really check, I, I maybe catch on, it twice a week. Well, you can maybe. subscribe on Snapchat to Sports Center and then they'll give you the highlights of everything really quick. And then instead of it being top ten, it's a top five, and then you're done. See, I need to do that. I'm not a Snapchatter. So <laughs> I have it, but I don't know how to use it. So I uh, I need to do it's that. It's this button on my phone. I don't really know what it does. <laughs> Snap face. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. Uh, this is uh, this has been fun, man. Yeah. I, uh, I I feel like I've learned some things. So anyway, quarenta y uno. Quarenta y uno. Is that how you say it? Quarenta y uno. Quarenta. I think so. Quarenta. We'll hear about it. We'll <laughs> we'll, somebody will tell us. <laughs> no, that's wrong. You white bastards. So <laughs> except anyway, for that one. <laughs> except, yeah. Yeah. You white and black bastards. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us. This has been fun, and we are definitely going to catch you on the next one.